Hey guys, welcome to Dating Mechanics on Girls Chase, where we get girls chasing you. I'm Varun Raja, and today I once again feature Franco Lombardi, one of our oldest and most repeat guests on the podcast. This time, Franco and I met up in New Year's Eve in San Diego, California, to discuss how to build comfort, sexual intrigue, and desire on dates. Now, I know for a fact, and knowing Franco for these many years, that he has an almost excellent track record on dates. Basically, if a girl goes on a date with him, it's virtually guaranteed, with a 95% or greater efficiency, that she'll go home with him on either the first, second, or a third date. For a lot of guys, we're not able to actually gauge a girl's comfort on dates or where they are emotionally. Girls often give mixed signals and guys want the date to go well, which girls obviously do too, but the whole date is a bit of a test, which is sometimes shocking to a lot of men. So this time we're going to talk with Franco about how to gauge the signs of a girl's comfort level early into a date, the adjustments and vibe we have to make in order to make her more comfortable, adjusting for an emotion if it's too strong, and also how to touch early on a date, when to start touch and when to escalate touch, how we transition into sex talk and the kinds of sex talk Franco has used, and also how to show desire and how to aggressively close at the end of the date, which includes whether or not to kiss her and leave her, or also whether to pull her home immediately. So without further ado, Franco Lombardi, once again on Dating Mechanics. Hey Franco, welcome back to Dating Mechanics. Hey, how's it going Varun? It's good to see you. It's good to see you again. I'm hanging out here in San Diego again, closing out 2018, our last podcast of the year. So uh, I figured bring Franco back on again because I love talking about the stuff. He always likes to decipher all sorts of things. 2018 <laughs> was like a pretty wild year as far as dating goes. And one thing that I noticed as I was working on my technique and trying to get over new sticking points is that I always have issues in being able to gauge comfort with girls and where they are emotionally on dates. And I think that a lot of guys have issues with this because girls obviously give mixed signals to guys and their signals also change over time during the date depending on what they want and how they feel about the guy and like kind of where they see the date going. And so because the date is officially, you know, like a bit of a test, sometimes girls leave guys wondering what the hell just happened and, you know, where did I screw up and right. where was she actually like feeling uncomfortable in the date and, you know, like where should I have changed stuff? So mm -hmm. I think what we want to do today is like, you know, Franco is good at deciphering this sort of stuff. I want to describe some dates that I've had recently. And we're going to talk about basically signs of gauging a girl's comfort on a date and where they are emotionally and then what to do about it based on how indications change and what kind of adjustments you can really make. Yeah, it's, the date is a very interesting process because the girl usually, if she, assuming that it's a girl that is excited about you, usually comes into the date nervous. She's very worried about how she comes across to you. But a lot of that can change over the course of the date depending on, you know, how she feels about you, how you feel about her. Is she still excited about the date? Is she enjoying your company, your presence? So all of that can definitely affect the fluidity of the date itself. Oh, no, I completely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> so... It was interesting, actually, because I had two dates recently, which were both from Cold Approach, and they both went so differently. And ironically, the girls' names are very similar. But I mean, for the podcast, I'll call them Katie and Catherine, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. So uh, Catherine, I met at a coffee shop. She was like a girl in her early 30s, works in finance as a consultant of some kind in New York. And then I met her in a cafe and it, like talked to her for maybe 30 seconds before getting her number. And then that was on one week. And then a different week later, uh, I did a street approach with a different girl. Let's call her Katie. And that was like a 20-second street approach or something like that. We talked for maybe one minute before getting her number. And 
end up having sex with her on the first date, like this last week. I feel like that's something that's only. <laughs> oh, that's, that sounds like a very New York style twenty second approach to a date. Like that's one thing that sounds pretty cool about New York. So it sounds like that's something that you've gotten pretty good at as well. So. <laughs> Actually, that was my go to method for a good solid two years. I think about two years ago was just like just running around at lunch on lunch breaks from work and approaching as many girls as I could within like you know spending a minute talking to them, getting their number, and trying to set up dates and stuff. Right, really right. Get to know them, you know, at a different time. Yeah, that's that's amazing. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because this feeds right back into this podcast. Uh, I had got so many dates, and I got so good at the method of getting dates, but I never ever like really figured out how to gauge a girl's comfort level during those dates. Mm-hmm. And I remember that on a lot of those dates, I would be super sexual because that's what I read about, you know, on Girls Chase, like, you know, talk about sex, talk about all these things. And mm-hmm. naturally, you know, when you talk about those things, it invites girls to test you. And so I would always misgauge and misunderstand how nervous a girl was when I was talking about sex or how comfortable she was with me on the date, period. Mm-hmm. And more or less, you know, like of a lot of those dates never converted into anything. I guess that was part of the learning process for that time. But that's what we really want to figure out is like, what are some signs that girls indicate like, you know, that they're nervous, for example, right, that you've seen? Probably not the best person to ask, because I'm actually very, very good at negating nervousness. But that being said, (laughs) um, you know, when I think about people who are usually the, you know, the girl comes in nervous, the time that I do see nervousness on dates is right at the beginning. And um it's usually there's like she's very stiff like stiff body language she comes in she's like hi and you know she comes in maybe she might give you like a she's not sure if she give you a hug or if she should just sit down as the guy you kind of have to know going into it like all right i'm just gonna hug her when she gets here so she doesn't have to think about it because your idea is to kind of like as soon as you possibly can you want to make her feel comfortable you don't want that awkward stiffness to carry on for the first 10 minutes because then already she's like if she's still feeling 10 minutes in the date still feeling stiff she's like she'll start to feel uncomfortable and then she might even start looking at her phone and being like i gotta go i forgot i had this thing her friend pretends to call her because of an emergency that type of stuff can happen if she doesn't feel comfortable you know within about 10 minutes on the date because at that point it's so funny you say that because that's exactly what happened with me and Catherine on my date so Mm -hmm. we met on a saturday at like 1 p.m for wine just down the street from where i live Mm -hmm. and every first day you know unless you have built some comfort up you know like a lot of comfort when you first meet a girl it tends to be like you said awkward a little bit awkward and you're like asking very basic questions about each other like maybe where are you from like you know what do you do for school maybe like the few things you talked about on the approach you're kind of rehashing those or on on your text message Mm -hmm. but definitely notice like yeah if like exactly what you said if they don't feel (laughs) feel comfortable right in that moment yeah, you know, and that, and that, and that I can, <laughs> no, it's okay. And in fact, you brought up right away, the first thing, you know, you said is that like, you know, you ask a little bit about herself. I think a good way to lead into the date, actually, don't go right into, and in general, actually, if you can avoid it entirely, it actually kind of helps. But sometimes it's just natural and she'll ask you what I call the interview questions. Like, you know, where are you from originally? How'd you grow up? You know, what are you, what do you do for work? Like, you don't want to start with those too much because they can kind of negate nervousness, but instead of, but they go in the wrong direction. They can go towards boredom. Like, I was nervous, oh, yeah. now I'm bored. That's exactly what happened with Catherine, too, mm-hmm. because lo and behold, like, we didn't really hit a flow for the first 10, 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, I was talking about the mirror gambit, actually, <laughs> that pulled from Girls Chase. And Catherine completely interrupted me and was like, oh, by the way, uh, what time is it? oh, I have to go see my banker friend by three o'clock, you know, just down the street to get some insurance stuff taken care of before I go on my holiday trip, like some 
just like make something up you know and, right, like, right girls girls will like have their list of like oh i've got to do this i've got to do this i've got to do this gotta do this basically saying like i'm gonna be polite but i need to go because <laughs> i'm getting really bored right right <laughs> you know you said you mentioned you ran a kind of gambit and sometimes you know the, the gambits they can be good but it's more about the timing of the gambit than the gambit itself right so it sounds like what happened to me when something like that happens is that she wasn't really primed for it she was either nervous she was uncomfortable or the topic change was too jolting. It didn't feel like there was a, a smooth transition into it. So to give you a suggestion, a lot of the things, a good way to start out the date is to kind of just talk about, talk a little bit about her week. Like what's been going on this week specifically between like when you approached her, maybe she mentioned on over text that she had this big project due, like ask her about that. Things that are fresh in her mind, things that she knows she told you about and try to elicit emotions out of it. Like how did you feel about it? Like, ooh, that sounds painful or if you see something funny be like oh so you, you know make a joke about it say like oh so that project that you said that was due you actually took all night and then kind of played a little bit because she might say maybe i went out and i've got i was late on it and like oh that's that's cool because you at least <laughs> got to play a little you know try to I, you know maybe the, what i'm trying to say is try to listen early comfort emotions laughing is a comfort emotion similarity is a comfort emotion and a good way to do that and kind of like going off the example i just gave is to try to look for early tangents on topics you begin with because the thing is if you go through the when you do the interview questions what happens is the reason you do those is because you you're not making an effort to go off and dig or deep dive into the topics that are presented so it's like oh i'm just bringing this up because i have nothing to say about the last thing and then i'm gonna bring this up because i have nothing else to say about the last thing and then i'm bringing this up and it just ends up being this cycle of non-deep shallow questions so you know, if she brings up where she works, don't just let her say, oh, okay, cool, and then move on to the next thing, right? Like, oh, like, you know, I have a buddy who used to blah, blah, blah in finance, and he kind of said it was, it could be rough around this time of the year. And then let her elicit emotion. She'll say, oh, yeah, he's right. You know, this time it gets crazy. And then say, like, well, how do you deal with that? Me, I would probably just, you know, <laughs> insert, quote, quote, insert joke here. She kind of laughs, boom, you just built some comfort. And not only that, but you're still on the first topic. You still, like in your head, you might have five things you want to talk about. Guess what? You're still on the first one. You're just deep diving into that first one. You're eliciting emotion, whether it's laughter, comfort, similarity, because she's like, oh, this guy actually knows what this is about. Or you can, if you don't know what it's about, you can elicit interest. You're like, oh, I don't know anyone who does X, Y, Z. Like, what is that like? I imagine it's probably like, it can be tiring sometimes, but maybe it's fun. Then she'll think about emotions. You know, it's going to be, Oh, she's like, well, you know, it's not as bad as people say, like I do this and this and that. And then take what she gives you and try to keep going with that. Like if she says something that makes you, you think of a funny joke, say the joke, make her laugh a little bit or, you know, just elicit emotion from deep dive a topic and try to get emotions out of it, elicit emotion. Then once, you know, eventually a topic will dry out, but you'll find you can get like, you might get 20 minutes out of conversation on your first question and realize that I just asked her where she works. And we've been joking about finance humor for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> so at that point, you're 30 minutes in the date and she's just laughing and you haven't even really had to go down your list of questions yet. She's just already feeling the vibe, which is more important to her, right? Because like how she says the date is going is going to be based on the emotions she's feeling through the date, not necessarily what she talked about. Because if she came with you on the date, then she already knows that she is interested in you as a man and so now it's more about making her more interested and making her engaged with you than it is about listing the details that she already knows about. I completely agree with you. I think it's about really getting into a good flow. And when you have a flow, then it's easier for her to emotionally connect with you too. Right. And that's the thing that she's going to look forward to the most in the date is not really what 
you talked about. He, just, he doesn't give a shit about what you did about all, all the finance yeah, humor. She's thinking about how she felt. But like, she, what she's going to look feel? back is like, dang, that guy made me laugh. And he made me laugh about finance. Wow. No one has ever done that before. Yeah, no, that guy <laughs> jokes about the stupidest things about finance, right? Right. And, that, and that's what I'm telling you about. And that's how you get rid of that stiffness that you get to be in the date. That could be a good sign, right? When you go into the date, you know the girl's going to be stiff. Unless she's one of those really outgoing girls who's... Those help a lot for newbie guys. Like she, oh, just, yeah. she just kind of, she just brings the energy. But I wouldn't count on that, right? Like girls, some girls are like that, and they just really help a guy feel comfortable. If he's, especially if he's a newer guy, or he's nervous about the date. But a lot of girls, they're nervous about the date, especially if you're a very sexy guy and you've worked on your fundamentals. And she's ecstatic about you, but she's nervous as all hell. Oh, she's gonna be a bit stiff in that case too, because she doesn't want to do something that's embarrassing to her. And right, especially if you're a cool guy and she's attracted to you. Like I said, yeah. I she's worried like about with, scaring you away. With Catherine, I felt like that was a case with us, but she was evaluating me pretty hard because I think. She she was provider hunting but mm-hmm. like i could still tell she was really attracted to me but she was stiff and nervous and she wanted to be super polite and right i even commented actually after she said um how <laughs> she had to go meet her friend later on I, I mentioned that i really like how straightforward she is and she was taken aback by that she was like wow was i like rude <laughs> say something like that <laughs> yeah i don't think any girl really wants to appear like rude or you know rude like hurt a guy on a date that's probably not he, she doesn't they no they don't they don't want to make it any more awkward that's for sure if it's already an awkward <laughs> date they definitely don't want to make it more awkward but if it's not an awkward date they especially don't want to direct it towards awkwardness and i think maybe that's a way to approach it right is right from the second you meet with the girl and she's got that stiffness your job as the man is to loosen her joints like is she moving around now is she leaning her head back and laughing is she engaging you are there facial expressions or is she kind of sitting there with her shoulders locked kind of turning her head and saying something and then taking a sip of her drink and then saying something. No body movement, facial expressions are are very... Um, monolithic? Yeah, yeah like, like monolithic. Monotone? Yeah, almost. like monotone, basically. Like, is she engaged? Is her joints loosening? Is she laughing? Is she is she have expressions changes? Is she getting curious? Like, that's what you want to try to do. And the best way to do that is to break off the tangents on the topics that you work on. It basically is deep diving. I mean, you're not necessarily asking about her dreams and her hopes. It doesn't always have to be about that. But, it, but deep dive the shallow topics like see how deep they go for her like you might come up with jokes that that make her laugh and then at that point you've if you've elicited jokes and humor and comfort you just built comfort with her even if it's a shallow topic right and that's what's more important at that at that point in time if you want to continue to go on and then deep dive her a bit you can do that as well but look to loosen her up at the beginning that's your goal is to like loosen her joints make her feel comfortable because then if she feels comfortable in 10 minutes then she doesn't look at her phone she doesn't have to think about like oh i need to eject this date's I'm stiff as a whale right now, and like, and I can't even think about. I need to get out of here. Like, you don't want her. to Yeah, think that's that. the worst feeling that a girl can have in a date. Is like, just oh man, what are we doing? Like, why yeah. am I here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or she's so nervous, and you haven't uh, you haven't relieved any of that nervousness, and she's just so nervous. She's like, I want to get out of here. Like, yeah, I, mean, exactly. I don't feel comfortable. Right? Like, I need to go. And that's the flip side. Is like, yeah, that that is actually I think what more guys run into, especially when you're learning PUA, you tend to kind of and, and pick up skills and seduction skills. You tend to like overreach. And mm-hmm. overbear and like not be as calibrated about it. Mm-hmm. I think sex talk and sexual stuff is a great example of that. Where I know in my case, for the longest time, I thought like talking about sex on dates with girls meant I had to talk, like spend the entire day talking about sex. Mm. Really, in reality, now I realize it's like it can be. It can be. Day. It's if great she, if, if it happens. That's great. But, but it you should never probably really shouldn't open <laughs> like give her a hug and be like, "Hey, so you heard about orgasm control?" Yeah. <laughs> You know, probably not yeah. the best way to uh, to open the date. But I don't know what you're saying, right? Yeah, like, and she's like five minutes later, like, what? We're talking about sex now? And who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She might give you a weird look or she might just like, she might just look at her watch before she even sits down. She's like, you know what? 
I gotta go. Well, actually, no. <laughs> let me get this straight though. Like in a night game environment, talking about sex within five minutes is a good idea. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because the mood is there, and yeah. I think if you talk about it, that actually sets you apart enough, and, but not scares her away. It yeah. gets her interested, right? And like, I just want to make that clear because we've talked about that with Alec and stuff. How we, you know, introduce sex pretty quick on other podcasts, mm-hmm. but this is like a date situation. This is yeah. Like, this you is know, like day game is a little bit different, and it's not like it can be if the mood is right. Maybe like a girl is really into you sexually, then she's down for it, but. Mm-hmm. Generally, I find, at least myself on dates, I find I'm going to go comfort first because comfort will allow me to bring this topic of sex up without the stiffness getting stiffer. Because you bring up a topic like sex during the stiff phase, it's just going to make her stiffer. Like, why are we talking about sex now? I don't even, like, I don't even know if I like you yet, right? Right. But if she's comfortable, she's laughing, and then you talk about, like, relationships, and you talk about men and women, you talked about your buddy who thought he met the girl of his dreams, and then she wanted to have sex with him, and then... He said, you know what, I actually, I don't want to have sex. Let's see each other again. And then she didn't want to see him again. You make a joke about that. And then you can go into about talking to her about like, you know, women love sex, blah, blah, blah. And then she, <laughs> and which is comfortable. She's like, you know what, you're right. You know, that's, that's so true. But if you, she, she gets right on the dish, she's stiff and you say, you know, what do you like in bed? And she's like, that's none of your business. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, like, you know, like, uh, you know can I get another drink, please? <laughs> So that's that's yeah, what you're you have to be super to. careful with the sex talk, especially in how you use it, because guys feel like you have to focus the whole date on sex, but it's really not not that case. You have to use it calibratedly adjusted, like adjusted based on how you want her to really feel. And yeah. you can't really introduce sex until she's comfortable. And we've just yeah. given all the signs that she is comfortable, like she's laughing with you, you're right. in flow. Goal number one is get her comfortable, loosen the joints, get rid of the nervousness. Then you can bring up the topics that are more sensitive, like sex talk. And she's much more likely to respond well to it if you bring it up once she's comfortable. So yeah. That's, that's goal number one. Oh, 100%. Is, is get her comfortable. 100%. Now, what about touch? You know, I think it's important to touch girls on dates, too. And not all the time. I mean, that's another tricky area as far as comfort goes and calibration goes. Some guys advocate never touching on dates. Other guys make it a staple of their... And, you know, I think for girls, it's the same way. Some girls don't want to be touched at all on a date until they're completely comfortable, until they initiate. Mm -hmm. And other girls are like, you know, if you don't touch a girl on a date, then they wonder, like, is he really into me sexually? Like, does he really want me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I'm kind of I was one of the guys who was like, who was like, no, Kino, don't touch, use your body language, communicate that, you know, you don't need to touch women, they kind of want to touch you. And that's worked for me. I've also touched women too. And I've had that work for me. So I think part of it is what do you feel comfortable with? Because remember, if you don't feel comfortable with touching women, and you think you're going to make her feel uncomfortable, then just don't do it. If you're good with words, conversation, if you feel like you can project a sexy vibe without having to worry about whether or not touching her will throw her off or something, then just do that feel what's comfortable. Recently, I've kind of gone for a little bit more of a middle ground. I'm actually still on the lighter end of Kino. Like some guys are about like touch her, touch her hands, touch her leg, eventually start touching her face. And I, and I try to imagine that on a date and I'm like, man, that is not me. But there are some guys who like they stay, they swear by it. And I can understand it. I have a friend or two. Well, Amrit, who's been on the podcast before. Oh, yeah, of course. We I had think, Amrit on yeah, two he's, last he, time. <laughs> he likes to touch. Yeah, he likes to touch. And that and I think that works for him because, I mean, he gets laid a lot. So um, Yeah, Amrit's actually an interesting case to talk about because he has a really sexually aggressive style, too. And, like, his whole style is to go after sex and show how much he loves sex. Yeah, Which yeah. means he's super physical with women and he just, like, touches them constantly. He does. He touches a lot. And it works. And I like it. I especially like it in situations, not non-date situations, especially when I'm at a club. I like, I like touching the small of her back, touching her arms, like, kind of moving her around almost as if she's my little puppet. Like, I do that a lot in night game. <laughs> um, yeah, night game, that's good because you're just leading them. Exactly. You want to lead them everywhere. It's compliance. It's compliance, right. So as far as dates go, I'm a little bit back and forth. I think it's best to do what you're comfortable with. One thing I can recommend 
it's more what I've been doing recently because I've actually been injecting a little bit more sex talk into my dates, like explicit sex talk. And I think if you can do it at a moment where she's, again, nothing until she's comfortable. Don't touch her until she's comfortable. When you see she's comfortable, she's laughing, she's engaged. A good opportunity to actually do this is when she has a moment where you both say something. You say something really funny or she says something really funny. You're both laughing. You kind of both, you know, you tilt your head back, you laugh, and then you just kind of move your hand and you put it on her thigh. There's something about putting your hand on a girl's thigh that's, hey, like, we're having a good time. Like, I'm comfortable touching you. You can touch my hand if you want. I'm, I'm just going to leave it here because I want to touch you. I'm feeling great on this date. This date's going well. I wouldn't recommend, like, necessarily don't massage her leg. Don't do that. You know, just put your hand, just rest yeah, your hand Yeah, that's another creepy leg. thing that guys do is, like, they think that overdoing the touch, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, you know, putting your hand on her thigh is, is strong enough of an action that you're interested in her It sexually. goes from, <laughs> it's actually funny. It actually, and you know, because I, I, I try to imagine it myself, right? This is just based on my own intuition. But I, I think about touch, putting my hand on a girl's leg and just, but like your hand's limp, right? You just put it, you just rest, you're just resting yeah. on her leg. That's like totally cool. That's like two people having a good time. Then you think about, like, think about this visually, like if you watched a person, you, let's say you have a guy talking to a girl and he puts hand on her leg and then imagine him just like stroking her leg physically while they're talking. Like she knows it's, I mean, she's not stupid. She knows what's going on and it's going to direct all of a sudden any comfort you build up. If she's not that comfortable yet, comfort's going to go back down. She's going to start focusing like, why is he rubbing my leg like this? Like we're not like, it'll make her start to feel uncomfortable, right? Oh yeah. And you also want to be a discreet guy. And so like, yeah, public, yeah. No, and you're doing all this sexual stuff. It's that's a very, very good point. Uncomfortable. <laughs> that's a very, very good point. She might be worried about who's seen her when this is happening to her, that she's allowing it. She may feel like she's, she shouldn't be allowing this and she should be like swatting his hand away. So don't, you don't want to do anything that she feels like anyone else in the room would be like, whoa, what are those two going to do tonight? You know, because that, that, that makes her feel uncomfortable. So my thing with Kino is just do what feels comfortable to you. If you want a middle ground that kind of has worked for me, just place your hand on her leg. And, you know, what I've had girls do if I talk about sex and I have my hand on their leg is they just put their hand on my hand and they start stroking it when I'm talking about, like, <laughs> yeah, how to make too. her orgasm and, you know, all the different types of orgasms. And she's just completely enthralled. She'll start rubbing my hand. And that's just... That's go time. I'm like, she just eating it up. She wants it like full. You're beyond comforts. She just wants to fuck you at that point. So I, I love to do the hand test, which is like the class test. This doesn't have to be on the date itself, but usually like when you're like doing for the pull, it's a pretty good indication if you grab her hand and depending on how tightly she grabs your hand back, you can tell exactly like whether or not she's feeling whether she's going to feel like a first date pull or not, basically, you know, or <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, and that's one way to do it. Right. And I think for guys who are not as good at feeling just the vibe without touch going on there's little things you can do like my suggestion was put your hand on her leg and see how she reacts after you want to pull her try putting your hand out and grabbing her hand and see if she grips it that's another way to do it there is ways to do it if you're not sure if you can't read the atmosphere well if you're not one of those guys that can just look can feel the energy what type of energy it is then there are techniques you can do to kind of verify to help you verify whether or not it's there or not that's a good suggestion right for those of you listening who feel like you struggle reading the atmosphere Use some of those techniques, like try putting your hand on her leg and just resting it there and see if, if she's more, she engages more or if she engages less. Try to read it based on the tactic or technique you use. So yeah, let's actually recap really quickly. So, you know, mm -hmm. we know that dates will start out pretty uncomfortable at first. You know, the first 10 minutes are key because you're starting to get to know each other and she's going to make a lot of judgment calls about you based on how comfortable you make her in the first 10 minutes, right? Right. We mm -hmm. said that like your first goal in the first 10, 15 minutes of a date is to reduce the nervous tension and right. then just make her comfortable and get into kind of like a flow state where you're vibing with each other and yeah. you're like in the same state of mind more or less. Right. And after that, because you've got her comfort, then you can start playing around with all these other like techniques like, mm -hmm. you know, touching her more, using sex talk more, deep diving more and connecting right. with her more and like really playing with the 
emotional spectrum. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make her feel a lot of emotions as you go through the date. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think actually uh, on my podcast with Gunwich, his SMMA method talks about this a lot where you kind of integrate sex with social frame, with emotional frame, you know, but you have to get to a hook and you have to get to a comfort level first before you can even like really do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. On top of that too, it makes all the shallow topics a lot more enjoyable for her if she's comfortable like hitting a shallow topic when she's not comfortable is just as bad as hitting any other topic when she's yeah. not comfortable but you'll <laughs> yeah. find you could talk about finance yeah. but if she's comfortable and she might laugh and then you're telling jokes about finance suddenly a topic that could be extremely boring is extremely exciting to her and fun to talk about with, yeah. with you as a man and that comfort is going to be the difference between you going home with her or getting a second date and her right. not like just writing you off afterwards like there just wasn't any chemistry. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's also if, a real thing. If the stiffness is there when she leaves, then that's a probably pretty telltale sign that you're not going to get a second date. She needs to, you need to relieve that early tension, that early nervousness for sure to get her engaged and comfortable. And you'll know right away because she'll probably leave the date early if she's still stiff after a while. She just doesn't, she just won't feel comfortable. So if you want a longer date and you really want to get her engaged in you, you got to release the tension and that comfort first and yeah. foremost. I remember with like Catherine, we had this really awkward pause and it was like a stiff sinking feeling. And we were just like, I guess I'm experienced enough where I've been on these. And I'm like, know it like, Okay. Shit, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> uh, at least you can read it, right? You can, you can, yeah. you're able to read the atmosphere there, right? No, but that's it's taken a long time to get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. It's taken a lot of failure to be able to understand that and a lot okay. of success to see the difference. Mm-hmm. I think guys get confused. What I've heard from a lot of girls and I've heard overheard from a lot of girls, like guys don't know the line between when she's comfortable and when she's uncomfortable. So they keep doing things that would be okay if she's comfortable. But when she's uncomfortable, it just makes things worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Like I remember I was in a cafe and I was hearing two girlfriends talk to each other about a date that one of the girls went on and mm-hmm. she was saying, oh, we were talking about this and I just wasn't into it and I wanted to leave. And then all of a sudden before I wanted to leave, he tried to kiss me like I told him I wanted to leave and he wasn't into me and he tried to kiss me like what kind of guy would do that? And, like, <laughs> and I'm picturing myself, you know, we've all been in a situation where we kiss at the wrong moment, <laughs> right? It, yeah, it definitely happens to guys, that's for sure. So It's hard to read. Yeah, it's funny because girls don't understand it because they're so socially attuned to that stuff. Most of them are. Like, I mean, not every girl is. There's obviously girls out there who are kind of low empathy, but you don't see them usually dating a lot. But girls who date a lot (laughs) and get hit on a lot, they're just subjected to it constantly. So they're used to reading the atmosphere very, very clearly. They're experts at that. So so they'll know. Most guys are not. Most guys are not. You know, so they'll know when something just felt really out of place where a guy who maybe doesn't have a lot of social experience won't feel that same jolt. It's like, I'm a guy who's a high empathy, so I feel it's almost like electrical charges in your body when something is said or done in front of you that feels off, that you know immediately like, whoa, that just happened. Like, that shouldn't have happened. Or, yeah. or whoa, I didn't expect that. Like, you know, but some guys won't feel that. They'll just be like, oh, this is what I was told to do. This is what I do. And she seemed, and she took it, so I'm going to keep doing it. But she might, in her head, she might be freaking out. Like, exactly. why is this guy <laughs> yeah. doing this? Like, I need to get the hell out of here. You know, like, yeah, girls are like yeah. expert. You know, their whole mission is like, be as calm and emotionless as you can almost. It kind of hide behind, hide behind the facade. Yeah, they know exactly. <laughs> they, I mean, they have to deal with awkward situations yeah. like that, right? So they have to know how to be super not awkward to make it not uh, it's really it's, correct I don't know. girls are crazy right girls are crazy. <laughs> they're crazy good at that stuff though <laughs> crazy good so so how do you feel about the question of kissing at the end of a first date let's say you're not going home with her you know and it might be a second date situation or it might be so this is an interesting one do or die because um, there's all... so many different like takes on the kiss at the end of the date well, you know, I, I guess there is, right? But I feel like the one that I've always seen coming into, remember, I was, I'm essentially a natural who just started reading this material and getting into it on Girls Chase specifically. I had always 
done a kiss close at the end of the date. But I noticed that when I was reading stuff that a lot of guys say, including even on the website, they recommend not kissing a girl at the end of a date. And the reasoning is sound. If you can't escalate with her at a place you're not where you can't escalate, don't bring her to that level. Don't crush her emotions and then give her what she kind of wants, which is mostly just the emotion, and then leave her because then she feels like she got what she wants. So, But that kind of also delves into the reason why kissing can be really good because you can use kissing to get her to the point just before she really gets what she wants and leave her wanting more than she would if you didn't give her a kiss. That's always been my experience. Now, I think the reason that kiss, I actually almost always do it. it. The few times that I remember not kissing at the end of the date, I didn't get a second date. Whereas the reverse was true. When I did kiss at the end of the date, I got a second date. The, really, the key behind it is that you want to make the kiss something to get her emotions right before she gets what she wants to. Now, the way I do it, and maybe this is a little bit, it's harder to describe over words, but I'll do my best to try to describe it. But... <laughs> um, I have to visualize it. Here I am kind of visualizing right, myself visualize. doing the kiss okay. right now. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, <laughs> breathe. Yeah. You know who actually does it well? If you, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Hitch. It's actually one of my favorite movies with Will Smith. Oh, Hitch is fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah, a great, it's, it's, it's supposed to be a dating expert. He actually has a couple good, t- he's not perfect on it, but the first part that he gets, I think is kind of right, which he says, you want to go in all the way close to her lips and then let her come the last inch or something like this. So I forgot exactly how he words it, but he's like, you go, you go in close to her go lips. Go in 90% of the way. 90% let of the way and let her, let her, yeah, let her give her the last that. 10%, yep. right? Of course, it's a cheesy movie. So at the end, it, it, there's a role reversal and the girl does the 90 and he does the 10 some shit like that but but we can ignore that that's, that's just, hollywood that's hollywood right so but he's right right so what you want to do is you want to be very clear that you're going to give her the kiss you come in the initial kiss needs to be extremely extremely soft your lips need to be like pillows and you need to be barely moving your lips like it's a it needs to be a very sensual kiss but the idea is here is you don't want it to be romantic necessarily you're going for sexual and intrigue and sexually charged so it starts out as a very slow, like lips touching very, very softly. This is one of the tricks, by the way, to being a good kisser is a girl doesn't like guys who just stick their tongue. They, and they, they'll say that. I don't know why guys don't listen, but don't just, <laughs> stick just, don't listen yeah, don't just go and just straight down her throat with your tongue, right? Like they want it to be a game of like where she wants more. It's so like you, cat and mouse in a way. It is. Yeah. You give her a little bit of the lips. It's very slow, very sensual. Tilt your head slightly, tilt your head slightly. About five to 10 seconds after doing that, where it's very light, like kissing your lip, her, your lips are very loose. Don't tighten your lips at all. Like you're almost basically just parting your lips, putting them on hers and, and just basically a slight, slight smooch a couple times. Pull away at about five to 10 seconds when you can see that she's she's at least interested. She's kind of kissing you back. And this is like, I should probably coin this line now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> I say, whatever the girl's name is, let's say we talk about Catherine. I'll say. <laughs> Catherine. Oh, yeah, it's a Catherine, right? Uh, I really like your lips, Catherine. They're really nice. And what a girl will usually do if she's getting into the kiss, a lot of them just kind of smile. She'll kind of smile, and then you go right back in. Don't even let her say anything. As soon as she smiles, you just kind of go right back in and start kissing her again. It's got a sense of romance to it, but it's more sexual. It's like I'm, I'm thinking about what it's like to make physical sexual contact with you. Usually what happens to me is you kind of go back into the slow pillow kissing. Then you kind of want to, she might do it herself. If she doesn't, you kind of want to widen your kiss. So go tilt your head a hard one and then go for an open, open your mouth, but don't put your tongue down. You got to let her want that. Do a big, a big kiss so she knows that you want to escalate it a little bit. She might do it her on her own, which is great. If she does it on her own, perfect. Then keep doing the big kisses. Eventually, I guarantee you if you're doing this right, she will put her tongue in your mouth. Let her do that. And I'd say if you want to count it in your head, it's a little bit hard. To, then let go ahead and do a little bit of French kissing for, I'd say, about five seconds at most. And then pull away and say, hey, Catherine, I really got to go. Um, <laughs> 
I've had a great night with you though. And right when she's starting to jam her tongue down your throat, that's when you pull away. Don't let her do it. To her, that's the sex. That's the point. Like, oh yeah, let's get that French kiss. Let's get that tongue down the throat. No, no. Right when she jams her tongue into your mouth, you pull away and you say, Catherine, I've had a great night. I, I really got to go, but uh, let's do this again soon. And then <laughs> say it in a nice tone and, and kind of make her be like, oh, like, she, like, she, like she, imagine her stomping her foot like, oh man, that was fun. He took it away from me. Like, I, make I it, wanted more. Make it really clear too, like, you know, this whole kiss technique is about creating sexual tension. Right. And creating it so that it makes her want a second date. Yeah, you want her to want more. Yeah. Not feel like I got something great. What that I, was fun. What I've noticed I'm done is, with my fun. Because I've done this kiss technique or I've tried it and I've failed it many, many times or I, I've gone too you far. You must not be alone. You must not be alone because <laughs> everyone on PUA recommends no kiss at the well, end of the Well, that's what so. I'm saying. Like, so this, this kiss critique is really powerful. And I know guys like uh, JJ is another guy that used to swear by this, this kiss technique. He did. At the end of the he day. was one of the few that I met that did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it requires a lot of calibration because if you go past that point, then it could You're, feel to her like, oh, that was a great date. Yeah, and you could I got kill exactly the whole what thing. I wanted. Yeah, and like, you, you, you could have had a great date. date, and then just because you gave her too much of a kiss, she's yeah. like, I don't need a second date. I'm good. Like, then yeah. you're like, well, shit. So, <laughs> That's so, also the reason why some guys, you know, recommend, you know, not, not, not kissing doing at all. It. Yeah. But the flip side of this kiss technique is it could end your first date on a very sexual note that if you do it right, it could make her long, it long could. for number two. So my, <laughs> exactly. So my recommendation is going to be this. I'd say try the kiss. You know, remember, if you're a guy who's learning and you're just doing dates, don't get stuck on that one girl on that one date that you fucked up. Like, focus on the numbers. Like, I'm trying this kiss. For the next five girls, I'm going to try kissing the next five girls and see how it goes. And try, you know, I've given you the technique. Try to mimic that as much as you can. You know, if you're one of those mirror guys who wants to go to the mirror after the podcast and watch yourself try to make out (laughs) with the mirror, go for it. You know, (laughs) like try to imagine it and try to get the kiss down. If it doesn't work for you, if you're not getting second dates, let's say after five girls, don't do it. It's fine. There's a lot of advice out there that says don't use it. If you're not comfortable, if you feel like you're maybe not a good enough kisser or you don't understand the technique, it's not necessary. Like Oz said, if you can do it correctly, it can really seal a second date in. But you might already have a second date locked in, even if it's lightly, and kissing wrong could actually ruin it. So try it. If you don't like it, don't take it as my word of the God that you need to, word of the Bible or anything that you need to kiss a girl at the end of a date. It's something that I like to do, and I think if you do it right, all of my data has shown that it works really well. Almost every girl that I've kissed at the end of a first date has given me a second date, and then we went, we either slept with each other on the second date or had a third date and did it, or you know, so on. But I almost always ended up fucking the girl. So, <laughs> so the kiss works. It definitely works. I am living walking proof that it works. If it doesn't work for you, don't take it as like that you need to do it. It's just something that can be done. It does work. Um, try it and see if it works for you. If it doesn't, then just leave it alone. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up another episode, Dating Mechanics with Franco. Such a great time to have you again. Oh, it was awesome. We always have a great time when we do these. Always. So here we, here we are on, on New Year's Eve. <laughs> doing, that's how much we love each other. On New Year's Eve together in San Diego doing this podcast. It's been awesome. So I know, right? About to go uh, have a fun night with some ladies. Oh, we are. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll practice the kiss technique a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That'll be a wrap. Thank you all. Thank you, Franco, for yet another excellent episode on the Dating Mechanics podcast. Stay tuned, guys, for our next episode soon, as I hope you enjoyed this one, and I've got some really nice goodies for you coming soon. For now, this is Dating Mechanics on Girls Chase, and I'm Varun Raja, signing out. (music) Thank <music> you.